No, yes, no, sorry, no, no, in this form. Allons-y, everybody, and welcome to the Batwolf broadcast. I am Tony, and with me is... Otti. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about the ninth Doctor. Starting uh, great... our first series, our look yes. back to each individual Doctor until yes. Chuti. Yep. So. Doctor who? Well, the ninth Doctor. That's who we'll be talking That's about who we'll now. Be talking about. So, uh, as we mentioned on our first, first episode, we're mainly focused on the new era of Doctor Who. So we're going to be starting with David Eccleston, uh, Christopher Eccleston and go making our way all ma- making our, our way all the way through. Um, David Jody Eccleston Whitaker. would have been a great by generation. I don't know why I always say David Eccleston. I have no idea why, um, <laughs> but that's where I go to. So yeah, we're going to be starting this. And again, if, if you're new, we did our episode discussing all four 60th anniversary specials. You can go back and listen to that. And we did like a ground rules episode talking about who we are and what we're going to do here. And yeah, so you can go back and listen to those episodes. So um, yeah, we're going to be looking at uh, Eccleson's tenure as the doctor, you know, favorite mm-hmm. episodes, favorite things. Um, and just talking a little bit about that, as we've mentioned a couple of times, we have plans to do deep dives on specific episodes. So if yes. you want to know know more about our thoughts on the Batwolf saga, then that'll come later on. We'll be It's going to be like a general overlook. We'll also probably do at some point a companion series. So if we don't talk in, enough about Rose and you want mo- more Rose content, that'll be coming later on. So yeah, 100%. We're, we're just getting started here. Um so, Tony, let's do the housekeeping and then come back. Heard. Hey, companions. Before we get started, we want to remind you that you can listen to us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you listen, make sure to follow and subscribe so the podcast episodes will pop up automatically in your feed and you don't have to look for them. If you're listening on Spotify, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a five-star review, which really helps us get to more people and that way the show can growing you can also follow us on twitter instagram at and threads at batwolf underscore fni you can also keep up with our co-hosts adventure you can follow collect tony 52 which is tony's collection page and you can follow el podcast of star wars which is odie's main twitter and social media handle but also his spanish language star wars podcast and our co-hosts also have film not included which is a podcast dedicated to discussing all sorts of films the links to all these things I just said will be linked down below. Without further ado, let's get right into the Bad Wolf broadcast. Okay, so we're back. Um, Tony, so Christopher Eccleston, the Christopher first doctor. Eccleston, the, the first ninth. doctor of, of, of this era. Yes. My first doctor. Your first doctor. Um, my my first doctor, technically. Um he what can, what can we say he Grumpy started man. it all the, he the, brought the, it all back yeah um, i call him the harrison ford of doctor who yeah i mean he's one of my favorite things about his doctor is and something that we don't learn until a little bit later on but he's coming off the time the war time. right he's coming off this this massive conflict of the universes where he was forced to do a horrible thing and he's had to live with it and we don't know exactly how long well the he timing thinks has he been, did a horrible thing we'll get we'll get into that later but as uh, of right now he's he did a horrible thing so um, because he did do it this is a very doctor who thing to do right they they put this like edgier doctor which i never really found him that edgy <laughs> um everyone would always tell me oh he's like the dark doctor like he's kind of silly um but they do this thing where they then 
a couple se- seasons later, they go back. Oh, this is why the doctor was like this. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. planned all along, was it? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it's the doctor fresh out of the time war, and it kind of works because one of my favorite things about this season, I guess, is Rose helping him reconnect with his humanity. Mm-hmm. He a lot of times is like, I don't care, like. I'm just going to be rude and be a dick about everything. And I don't right. give a shit. And Rose is the one that has to like reel him in. Like, no, like you need to be compassionate. You need to, you know, be a little bit more open to certain things. So that's probably one of my favorite things. And that works very well with him being like fresh out of John Hurt. <laughs> right. And and I think one of the more, um, you know, one of those deep things about everything is how, he has lost his humanity in a way during the time war and he starts to regain it back with Rose. Right. And like, he starts to kind of bring back those, those same feelings that he used to have before, you know, protecting the people and protecting, and he still, he still has that, but there's still a darkness in him too. You know, there's still this something bubbling up there. Um, And, 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 don't get me wrong, that continues on through, you know, his life. It's not something that he ever gets rid of. Um, but it's something that I feel with Eccleston, we dive deeply into it because he has, he's the one closest to it all. You know, David Tennant got to grow a bit out of it. Matt Smith got to grow a bit out of it. Even with Peter, it's like he's, and I feel Peter's one of the darkest of them all. He kind of has been, it's been years for him, thousands of years for him. But with Eccleston, it's literally, it was yesterday for him. So we get to kind of feel that grittiness, that like, that real, almost um, unapologetic darkness from him. Yeah. Um, so let's get into overall thoughts on the tenure. Like if, if you listen to our first episode, this could be a little bit redundant and it will be with every single episode looking back. <laughs> um, but I, I really love Christopher Eggleson as the doctor. I, I think he's one of my favorites, honestly. Um, it's unfortunate that he had such a short run. It's, he, uh, as we've talked about, he doesn't have all the, he doesn't have a Christmas special. He doesn't have like a big event special. Um, I'd say Batwolf is pretty cool and pretty big, but still, I don't know. It it feels weird. Um, Mm -hmm. He hasn't come back to be the doctor. Not all of them come back, but still, like, I I think maybe I'm one of the few people waving that flag. I don't know. Um, And it's, it's very different to compare him with other ones because again, he only has one companion. Like it's, it's, it's very weird. So, right. Uh, but I still really love him. I love how he sets up the modern doctor. And I've told you a lot of times, like David Tennant at the beginning is clearly riffing on what Eccleston like left off. And I really, really enjoy his tenure as a doctor. Yeah, I think it's just a great, first of all, a great introduction to the character for new generations. I think he, he did, you know, he did something different. He did something new. It was, it was, you know, trying to bring back something that was so ingrained in the culture in the UK, you know, and he still was able to give it his own flavor, do his own thing. I agree with you. It's, you know, it's sad that we didn't get that much from him, but I feel like what we got was really good. And and I enjoyed it. I, you know, Eccleston may not be necessarily my favorite doctor, but I don't hate anything about his tenure. And I think he has some really, really great and intense moments and some really, you know, you, I mean, you say he doesn't have a really big event, but he, I think like Bad Wolf and the parting of ways, like that's, it yeah, was a pretty big uh, thing it's the first for, one. It's the first for him, one. you know, like, and even like, he literally is about to do it all over again. And we, we don't know that really, but like when you look back to it, yeah, he, he's going to set off the gamma wave. Like that will destroy everything right. Um, in its path, including him. Um, and his companion fuses with the TARDIS. <laughs> 
I that it's just there's there's so many great things about his time. Like the empty child saga, I think is amazing. Oh, oh I um he he did some really good stuff, and I feel he gets a lot of flack. Um he's starting to now like come back into the that's that emote. Like let's he, jump he, into that. Yeah. For from what you've told me for a long time, he's been like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. Like right. And now he's talking about it not in a nice way. Like he he's been very clear that he would only come back if they basically fire everyone. Right. Um, and I don't think that's happening anytime soon. <laughs> so no, no, but he has done um some audiobook do- stuff he's been and doing like the some audio dramas, which are not involved with the TV production team. So I think that's why he's done it. Um and also he said that he wouldn't come back if it isn't with Billy Piper, which then turns it gets more complicated because then it's a two for one. And, right, uh, right. Yeah, there's so many like I just think he he's just so soured on the experience that I don't even think it would be worth it to bring it bring him back. Cause even if you do let's say it all happens. Let's say they sack Russell T. Davis and everybody and they bring him back. Is he gonna come back a hundred percent? You know what I mean? Like is is this gonna like is, is it gonna be gonna like give it, Harrison Ford in Return of the Jedi, just like yeah, through it? You know, you know, I feel that way. Like, I literally do feel that he—that's what he would do. You know, um, he'd literally just phone it in. Um, but I mean, I don't know because he—he's been doing conventions and talking about Doctor Who, like mm-hmm. so. He kind of has a connection to it, I think. Um, yes, but you've—you've you've even seen him talk, like be like, yes, he's been going to conventions. But he's he's doing it because he's getting paid to do like you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, sure. But he's been open about like he's literally been open about it. He's been like, oh, you know, like that time when he was like, Billy and I have mortgages, you know, like, like just <laughs> I mean, us, you know. For example, everyone's fear when Harrison Ford came back for Force Awakens was, oh, is he gonna phone it in? Like, mm-hmm. oh, does he even want to be here? And. The answer is he probably didn't want to be there, um, right. but he was great as Har- as Han Solo. I, 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 in, I, in yeah, I agree, and I'm not saying that he would phone it in if he comes back. I'm just saying he could, and like oh, I course. just don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly yeah, how it, I feel it, about it, his it, return, but it, it, it's not David Tennant that you know he's gonna give it a trillion percent. Exactly. Um, exactly. But uh, man, I, I really. I, I don't like it when actors have a bad relationship with the franchise that made them huge. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not a thing like, oh, you're being a great ungrateful. I just want them to feel the love and feel like they belong to this bigger thing. Right. Um, so number one, I want him to understand how much people because there are a lot of people who love him. Right. Um and two, I would like him just to be at peace with it and maybe come back someday, maybe not as a doctor, but like in a curator role, like uh, Tom Baker, mm-hmm. something like that. Because uh, let's be real, like age is a bitch, and he looks way older than he did when he did Doctor Who. Uh, so would it necessarily work of him coming back as the ninth Doctor? I'm not really sure. Right. Um, but I I would desperately want him to show up again in some way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe even a voice that that would be super cool. By the way, oh, there's yeah. this new villain and David uh, Christopher Eccleston is here. I go with David Christopher Eccleston. David is Eccleston. The voice. <laughs> the voice. Um, yeah, no, I hey, I'm I'm down for whatever they want to try to do with bringing him back. I think I, I'm especially coming off of you know you're coming off of the fiftieth, you know, and there's a wink, wink there to what then happens in the sixtieth, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and Which I, I, lo- think, I love how that connects. Um, so, you know, there's still ways and and wait till you get to the power of the doctor, which is Jody's last special. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. also uh, wink, some wink. sprinklings, okay. some sprinklings there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just want him. I think like with you, I want him to know that, yes, he is. He has been loved for this role and he needs to understand that this is just part of who he is now. You know, it's like. Um, like with other franchises, you can't just run away from it. You know, Pierce Brosnan can't run away from James Bond, you know, um, you or, ma- or Mamma Mia. Yeah, uh, he, he was the first doctor in a while. Like, he will yeah. always be that. So, yeah. Love it or hate it, Eccleston. We love you. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Tony, um, 
I want to talk a little bit about the modern doctor and how he established like a lot of it. I I've told you I haven't seen like old Doctor Who, so I don't mm-hmm. know if this is like a um very present thing. I love how the doctor balances the the silliness and quirkiness with I'm pissed off and I'm like an agent of chaos and I'll ruin your day. Right. Is that something that's very prevalent in the old show and old doctors that you know of? I mean, from what I've seen and what I know of, that's, you know, there's always been that back and forth, right? The quirkiness, the silliness, the whole ridiculous idea, like, You even look at some of the doctor's costumes throughout history. You know what I mean? Um, look, th- that silliness has always been there. And you have to look back and remember that this was originally a kid's show. That's what I, it really was, you know? Um, I still feel... Yeah, okay. I still feel it's kind of a kid's show. Um, yeah, and in many for, it's for still, me, it's it's more the darkness. Like, were those dark elements always present in the character of the Doctor? There's, yes, okay. um, he has his moments, and that's done. That's what the Doctor has always been about. Yes, he he cares about people and he wants to be a savior, but he's not afraid of being the bad guy when he has to be in some um, and and maybe it evolves more as the doctor grew. Like I think Tom Baker had some of the darkest doctor moments. Okay. Um, like there was uh, one of his sagas is the, the Genesis of the Daleks where he goes back to the creation of the Daleks and he has to decide if he's going to destroy the, like, you know, make them, you know, essentially not make it happen. And the whole concept of like, you go back in time, would you kill baby Hitler, you know, and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and, and he, that's like the whole arc, right. Of if, if he does this, if he, he, to, to stop genocide, he has to make genocide, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and again, that keeps evolving with the doctor as he grows himself. Um, and, I feel like that's always been present in who the doctor is and the idea of the doctor. But with the modern one, we get to explore it a lot more and in in a deeper way. We've never seen him, as it were, accept his darkness in in such ways, I feel, or at least from what I've seen. And here he's a guy who knows that he's just way past his, or he thinks he's just past it. He can't come back from it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. He stepped over the line, as it were. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the doctor-companion relationship because this is the first one we get in this era. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose and the doctor. Um, yes, of course, a relationship that's going to continue to develop um, when David Tennant comes in. I want to ask you a question, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I, I, I think I need to make this comparison. Um, Do it. There are certain companions that overlap doctors, right? There's not a lot of them, but it, it does happen. Um, yes. For me, for example, Clara is a Capaldi companion. I think of her first as a Capaldi companion mm-hmm. rather than a Matt Smith companion. For you. In is, terms of length. I mean, yeah, yes. sure, sure. But she's been with both. Mm-hmm. But when I think of her, I automatically th- think of Capaldi. And I, I love what in this season they did with their relationship and how it evolved and how it went from maybe I like this guy to like something a little bit I mean, different. yeah, one of my favorite scenes is him being like, you're looking at me, but you don't see me. Like in that first uh, episode, you know? Like yeah. you look right through me. Like how does that supposed to make me feel? Uh, and I, by the way, again, getting ahead of ourselves, but I just saw it. So I love that switch at the end when he doesn't see her old. He just sees Clara. Mm-hmm. Um But going back, it, for you, is Rose an Eccleson companion or a David Tennant companion? She's a David Tennant companion okay. just because of what they go through then. Okay. Um, Doomsday and everything. And how it, en- how it ends past that. Because it's not even just Doomsday. She comes back in season four, as you know. Um, and she even comes back in the 50s. Like, there's more to Billy. Uh, so, I, mean, I say Billy Piper, of course, but like I mean Rose. That for for the tenth Doctor, than for the ninth. Um, but I think that she 
I almost give her like a bit of an equal treatment because she did change who Eccleston was. You know what I mean? And she also killed him, essentially. It's her fault. We'll get to that regeneration. (laughs) Um, I think of her as an Eccleston companion. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I I loved seeing that relationship develop and Mm -hmm. how it started in one place and then turned romantic, which we can talk about. Um, But, like, every time I think of Rose and the Doctor, I immediately go to Eccleston episodes. Rather than, of course, they're... It's not that there aren't great David Tennant and Rose. Um, no, but you're, I mean, there is something about like uh, that first moment. And that is what you, that's the first moment you see them together. And the first yeah. episode is called Rose, you know, mm-hmm. like, yes, like they are. And that's why I kind of feel like I need to give them equal treatment because that relationship is so important that, I mean, without it, we wouldn't have then what happens with Tennant, you know, that it wouldn't evolve in the same way, you know. I, I want to jump use this and jump into something that's come up the regeneration like i i've told you i hate that the regeneration happens basically because they know he isn't sticking around because Mm -hmm. it's so random like right no i can't survive this i'm regenerating like what (laughs) um it's i mean he does it's kind of weird because yes it does happen but he he explains it even like before, you know, and it's, like it's still very shoehorned yeah. in. Like if they yeah, wanted yeah. him to survive, he would have survived. Oh, a hundred percent. It's literally yes. just happened because he wants he's leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will tell you this: I think thematically, I love it because it's basically like the conclusion of that arc. Like Eccleson is basically like one of the dar- doctor's darkest days. Like he's mm-hmm. just like in this dark hole and he can't see anything else and rose helps him get get out of it and the minute he gets out of it boom he turns into david's head which is like this more like quirkier doctor and more excited about life and people and helping and and that so thematically that makes sense and i've i say i've always thought since i watched it a couple months ago um for the last six months (laughs) for the last no not even that for the last six weeks (laughs) um when doomsday happens and and we get that whole um, uh, when, when everything with the with David Tennant starts to wrap up, and we get the right. whole um, the, the copy of the Doctor that says um, the Human Doctor, yeah, the Human Doctor. I honestly think that should be Eccleston. Like he should be the like the version of the Doctor that Rose needs to mold because right. that's like the whole thing. So I really think, like, that would have made a ton of sense if, like, and that's his return. Like, yeah, I'm just a dude that's going to stay with her in this parallel universe. Right. Um, I don't know how you think, how you feel about that. I don't know. I I very rarely think about the human doctor because they never bring <laughs> so him weird. back. I, I, yeah, like, literally, like, he, like, it never comes up again. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know. Like, well, there's a well, parallel it, it universe. Did come, it, it did come back. Now, with the 60th, I mean, Russell T. Davis says there's a human doctor everywhere. Uh, yes. Not a human doctor. There's another version of the, there's a, there's a doctor, but Stop. it's a time lord, not a human. No. David uh, Tennant is still a time lord. The He's one that a, stays with Donna, I, I think it's a human. I think that's the whole thing. They by generated. He didn't become a. a it wasn't a meta-human he human crisis hearts? thing. Did he have two hearts? Yeah. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a time lord. He's still the doctor. Hey, he I was still figuring out the show when that came out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's not. It's not a human meta crisis thing. He should be. Um. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Still, I. I, I think. That would have tied everything like together because, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about what I said, like them basically being two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do agree, and I think it it does make sense when you think like the whole like born out of war when you met me and like all that stuff. Like it should have been Eccleston, Um, but you know, he was at that moment in time, he was definitely silent. He's all there, be like, "Fuck you!" I'm not coming back. (laughs) He was shooting Thor. Ah, that was great. Probably not, actually. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I, I can't believe he's Maliki. Like, mm-hmm. such a vivid actor. In. Oh, by the way, he's doing True Detective, which I want to watch. Oh, really? Yeah. With the Julie night Foster. one? Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Um, okay, so... Uh, Tony, and how do you feel about the doctor having a romantic relationship with um, the companion? Does he? With Rose? Yeah. You don't think they have a romantic relationship? I don't think he ex- ever explicitly, like... They make out! They kiss. They make They don't out. make out. She's in love with him. She's in love with all the and he's in love with her. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I don't think really? he is in love with her. I think he just needs someone and he knows that like. Winner. So you don't think that doctors and Rose's relationship is romantic? The ninth doctor? No. And the 10th doctor? Even less. He tells her. What? He, can't, he, he <laughs> knows he can't be with her. But I think he would like to very much. They would all love to, but he can't. And he knows it. I don't think that makes it unromantic. I think it just makes it tragic. You're, I mean, that is and, true. And, and, and that whole thing when, when they leave the human version of the Doctor with her, the Time Lord Doctor is like pretty bummed out that he's not the one staying. Yes, but yes, but he again, I feel like he knows that he can't love anyone in that way. Um, which I mean, is, he does love someone in that way. He, I mean, who Missy, Dr. Professor, I mean, Marissa. yes, yes, you're right, you're right, and even still, that's tragic as fuck. Um, but I don't know. I think I don't think it is romantic because he knows that it's not going anywhere. Um, and and I feel like that's I, like wow. Kind of, we we that, have I feel such like a that's, different reading on this, <laughs> and I feel like that's Tennant's whole arc too. Like he doesn't communicate that with Rose, and that's why it ends so badly. Uh-huh. He. kind of he kind of communicates it with with martha but not enough where she doesn't fall in love with him that's a whole conversation but he knows and then with donna he's like hey buddy (laughs) he has to explicitly say hey just so you know this can never okay but we're talking about the ninth doctor not the tenth doctor okay and again (laughs) i go back to it i think that he just wants somebody. He's alone. He just really wants somebody, but he knows he can't love her. And I, I, I think he's in love with her. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Who am I to say you're wrong? I just got here. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not saying that I'm right either. I'm just saying that that's how I perceive it. Okay. I just think, you know, he just needs somebody to love and he's, you know, willing to kind of be with this human for a while, even though he knows it's not going to end right, but he can't fall in love with her because like he'll, he's the doctor. He's going to live forever, you know? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, So still strictly talking about that doctor companion relationship. How do you think that sets up like the groundwork for those to come next? Like, do you, do you see Rose as a, like um, up there as one of the, Epic companions. I think, I mean, I think she's definitely up there in importance of like what she does to the doctor for the doctor and to the doctor. And like, you know, how she molds him and changes him in terms of like epicness. I feel like she's maybe somewhere in the middle because it was still the start. And like, you know, there's still like, I feel like the show picks up on epicness too, you know? Um, so, you know, I think she's definitely a very top there Im- important ones. I think she's like top three, you know, of the important ones that like really I, mold. She's still the coming doctor up. <laughs> into, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And like, even considering the, all the, the, the flip side to that, which 
I will get into soon, but the whole bad wolf thing of it all, like she essentially does become a bigger entity as it were. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is that we don't know when that could always come pop back up, you know, or like I'm have implications, <laughs> you know, um, I, for me, Rose is weird because as you know, when I started watching the show, I, I was dreading she leaving the show. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I knew it was coming and I was dreading it. And with time, like, for example, Amy Pond became my favorite companion. I'm in love with Clara as a companion. So in a way, like, it, she's gone down, but still, like, the experience of watching it for the first time, she was just so good. And yeah. it's weird because Billy Piper was a kid when she started mm -hmm. doing this. And when she comes back in the 50th, you see how she's grown as an actress. And she's mm -hmm. no because, like, her acting at the beginning is so weird because again she was a kid um and even going back to like looking back at it season one is a low budget bbc like attempt at trying, trying to bring to back this. this franchise like even season two and three were still kind of low budget attempts at like blowing this up more you know i feel like in season four five six like we start picking up on money and production and you know they become a, a bigger thing yeah so, yeah, like it, you look at it and it's like, you know, indie actors, you know, bringing it in to do this. Like Christopher Eccleston was maybe the biggest name that they could attach to it at the moment, too, mm -hmm. you know. Um, hey, but Billy was kind of big because she was like a pop. She, she was, was like a pop Robin star. Spark she was Robin like, Sparkles. Yeah. She was Robin Sparkles, yeah. Uh, um, but it was, yeah, like like you said, she was super young. She was like 19. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I still love Rose. I. I love the Bat Wolf saga. I thought, like that's the mantra of the show, Bat Wolf. Um, but I, I, I can't see like how that character has gone down as other companions has mm -hmm. basically been presented. Um, Tony, so when I get into favorite episodes, arcs, what do you want to talk Let's about? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about favorite arcs. Well, you've already said it. Bad Wolf is your favorite arc. Yeah, the, uh, that's still one of my favorite Doctor Who arcs. Like, I, I love that first episode. It's so weird with the game shows and mm -hmm. tying back to the the long game episode. Yeah, it, the station. It's yeah. super bizarre, but I I love that weirdness to it. Yeah, um, it's kind of psychedelic. Um, and then that reveal at the end with all the Daleks are back and. I really, 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 really like that saga thing. Yeah, yeah. And and what, what's great is how even from episode one, we were starting to get the the seeds planted. Um, and yeah, and, and it's really great work from, from the whole production team to bring us there. The expectation of like not knowing where this is ending, who the bad guy was, who the good guys were even. Like, I love that whole thing inside of the station where even the humans are like, there's no way there's Daleks here, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, I I love the Empty Child Saga, dude. It's just... Are it's, you my mommy? <laughs> first of all, that whole thing, oh, and I mentioned it before, the idea, like how Doctor Who brings us back to real moments in history and, of course, like World War II, um, introduction of Jack Harkness, which I think is like one of my favorite characters in the whole series okay. like that's like he's just like a random addition to it all but every time he comes in i enjoy it you know what i mean i have fun with him quick question um, because I, i've seen the bait is jack the face of Bo? i think he could be i'm pretty sure he is <laughs> okay, yeah go on <laughs> um so I, I i really like what they do with the doctor and the kids you know like how he goes off on his own and Billy's uh, uh, Rose is also on her own a bit. Um, the, the doctor dances, like, I feel like it's a great idea of right. How we are evolving the doctor's darkness into something different. Right. And into um, he, he's starting to see that even though there's, you know, darkness in him, he can still do better. Right. And it's all because Rose shows him too, but like he sees it in the kids. He's trying to help them out. He's in like the worst moment in history, but he still gets to, you know, fix things. Um, and I just love how it all kind of ties up together mm -hmm. with him and, and Rose. And 
even with bringing Captain Jack into the fold, how they like save him from, you know, the end, which you think he's going to sacrifice himself. Um, one of my favorite things is like him being like emergency protocol 47 and like a martini comes out of. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, the empty child saga is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I, I've told you this and I'll, I think I'll st- stand by this. I think David Eccleson has Christopher. Better- Christopher Eccleston, thank you, has better, that season has better episodes than David Tennant's first season. I know that could be sacrilege for a lot of people, um, but like looking at, you know, individual episodes, um, I love the pilot. I've I've told you, like, I Mm -hmm. think the introduction to the doctor is perfect. Just like holds her hand, run. We get them running. That's the show. Um, I love like um the whole Sladeens thing. I know mm-hmm. people don't really like it that much. But oh, I like World War Three and Aliens in London are some of my favorite episodes. So ridiculous! Like seeing them try to put back the human suits on. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Um, I love Dalek. I think that's yep. a phenomenal first episode. Father's Day is great. Um, of course, the empty child, and then going into Bad and, Wolf and Long Game, really like, Lo- long like game Simon cool. Pegg. Simon Pegg. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of episodes in this season that I really, mm-hmm. really like. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it 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 does have like better moments than maybe um, David Tennant's first. Uh, I also think like. When you look at David Tennant's first, like a lot of it is so connected that like it's hard to think of just Age of M of uh, Age of Steel and like Doomsday as separate sagas. Yeah. I mean, like technically they're the same saga, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. so I I feel like it has better individual kind of stories. Month I love like yes, it's monster of the week, but it's also about arcs and like connecting everything yeah. and you know how the whole sprinkles of that wolf are thrown about. By the way, I'm not saying in any way that David Tennant's first season is bad. And I I know that's not what you're saying. No, Um, no, no. I just really like Eccleson's first season. I think it's just a great, it's, it's, it's just such a good first season to bring back the show. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you had to pick like a favorite episode, which one would it be? Not Saga, like just one episode. One episode, I mean, I think it would be uh, probably The Parting of Ways. Okay. Just because not only does it like tie it all together, but it has such like great individual moments for each character. You have the Doctor dealing with the Dalek invasion and like setting up the gamma wave and like deciding to destroy everybody. You have Jack dealing with the human resistance, like getting them all together to fight, you know, dying halfway through it. And then you have Rose on earth because the doctor sent her back in the emergency, you know, TARDIS thing, trying to get it open. So like, and then everything kind of all comes back and it ties it all like literally the entire season together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know it it ends with a with a regeneration which you know while we already talked about it you know it was clearly forced i feel like it's just a great moment cliffhanger right you know and and that's what regeneration episodes usually are right it's that cliffhanger of like oh my god what's gonna happen next um but uh but yeah it's uh i think like that's definitely my favorite episode of okay I, i think my favorite episode is Dalek. Like, I really, really, I love his acting when he sees the Dalek for the first time. And I mm-hmm. I love that reveal. Like, Doc, 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 you would make a good Dalek. <laughs> um, so, Tony, most iconic moment of Eccleston's run. Most iconic moment. Yeah. For the Doctor, specifically. Um... Or line or whatever. Uh, 
I don't know. What what's yours? I, 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 I have two. Um, one, I don't think this is iconic because I haven't seen it referenced ever. But I I love this line when it came up in in the episode, and I always like look it up. I think it's a pretty cool monologue. Um, in Rose, when she's pushing him, like, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" and like when she gets tired of it and they start talking and before they part ways, she goes, doctor, seriously, who are you? And he, he says something like the ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space. You and me clinging to the skin of this tiny little world. And if we let go, that's who I am. I think that's a pretty cool answer to that question and also i love in the dalek episode when he's confronting the dalek and i you know i love pronunciations like Mm -hmm. weird pronunciations um i love when he says like if you can't kill then what are you good for dalek so those are i think some pretty cool and of course bananas <laughs> right i mean i i just i i googled a few just to see like which one i i enjoyed the most and there really is one here that i i really do like and it's first of all in that moment right like in parting of ways when he first mentions his his nickname and he's like oh do you know what they call me in the daleks like the ancient legends of the dalek homeworld he's like the oncoming storm and that's something that comes keeps coming back like it will keep coming back um and then i just i love that moment right at the very end when he's like before i go i just want to tell you you were fantastic absolutely fantastic and you know what So was I. Yeah, I, you know, I love that. Um, I, I really love those cheeky moments with the doctor, and he's like, you know what? I'm I'm good too. I'm 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 fucking amazing, aren't I? Um, I was yeah. bummed about this regeneration, but it was fun. Yeah, exactly. No, he he, and yeah, I mean, he has some some great moments and great lines and great like really like. It, it, Empty child saga, like everybody lives, you know. This Everybody once, everybody's gonna live, you know. He We're has not a doing this. Funny line. He picks up the kid, he says something like, Punk rock in 20 years, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Tony, before we go and, and wrap up wrap up this conversation, um, I wanted to add fun questions to each um each doctor and everything. Um I want to start with this one, which might be a curveball, so we we can punt for last, so you can think about it. Um, I've told you that one thing I love about Doctor Who is that until right now where I am, I can imagine every Doctor in the scenario that current Doctor is going through. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, I've told you, I can imagine David Tennant doing the Pandorica speech speech or Peter Capaldi. Is there, like, a specific episode that you would love to see Dave uh, Eccleston doing, like not from his era, um, or a specific moment that you would love to see him. Damn, um, I I mean I think that he would do he would have been great in the fiftieth. Um, I feel like he would have had some like really good moments. Um, I also think that he would have done great. I think in like a, an episode like Blink. Um, where he's like involved but not involved, you know what I mean? Don't um, blink. <laughs> like trying to explain everything through a TV screen. Or blink, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, or do you know what? Fuck it, die. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I think. Um, he, I, he, he just deserves a Christmas special. That's where I really want to see him, and I, I don't care which one. It can be not- like. I would love to see him in the snowman, like doing the bitter, grumpy doctor at the beginning. The Victorian London like, doctor. Oh, I don't style. give a yeah. shit. Like, I, I would love to see him there. Yeah. Um, I feel like he also would have been great in like those David Tennant standalone ones where like not a companion was involved. It's just him on a random adventure. Like, I feel like he would have done great in the waters of Mars or like, um, uh, the 
Ah, oh, the one with the oh, the next doctor. That's what it's called. The one with the guy who thinks he's the doctor. I actually like that episode. That's a good episode. It's a good episode. Um, it's kind of shitty, but it's a good episode. I would love to see him in the human nature arc. Oh, I think he would have been great as you know this doctor the living his yeah. best life and then realizing what's happening and being like, "Fuck no!" Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, so Tony, any villain you would like to see echoes and tackle? For me, it's the angels. Like I, Ooh, the angels yeah. came came into a fold a little bit later, so they did not exist when he was a doctor. But I think it would be very fun to see him with the with the angels. Yeah, I I think it would be great to see him with the angels. I also think, pissed off at the statues. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get to see him fight the Cybermen, um, which I think could have been True. cool. Um, you know, I also think he probably. He probably would do great against like a like a great inte like you said it the snowman like a great intelligence type of villain mm. like somebody who's like a like a, a strategical mind type of villain. I mean, now that I'm saying it, I feel like he would have tackled the toy maker pretty pretty cool. To, to, like it, that would have been a great pair, you know? Yeah, maybe a master. Yeah, maybe a master, maybe. So, last fun question: What companion would you love to see Eccleston with? I want to. Uh, I can go first if you want. You can go. I would love to see him with Donna because I think he wouldn't have any patience for her, and it would be like a very funny pairing. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I think they would definitely be very funny. I feel like like he wouldn't stand her and she wouldn't get like take any shit from him either. Mm -hmm. Um I also think like him with Clara would be great because Clara would also like not take Kinda, his bullshit, you know? Yeah. I, he I don't think he needed a Clara in his life because she's just constantly putting him in his in, in his place and he needs someone right. to uplift him. But yeah, he he would be pretty great. So Rory, yeah. don't, don't you bring my boy into this? Don't you bring don't the Centurion? Don't you fucking dare! That's <laughs> my special boy. We need to do like an alter ego companion episode, like Bat Wolf, uh, Doctor Donna, the Lone Centurion. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see. So Tony, I think that wraps up our conversation. On Christopher Eccleston, the ninth doctor. You mean David Eccleston? David Eccleston. Uh, <laughs> the New York financier. <laughs> uh, uh, any last thoughts before we go? Um, I just think people like, you know, Christopher Eccleston gets like a bad rep because of the whole negativity surrounding his tenure as the doctor. And I feel like Everybody who has seen his time, like, yes, there's people who don't like it, but there's people who don't like anything. And there's just always going to be people like that in fandom, in any sort of general fandom. But when you really do a deep dive, like most people like what he did and, and like his work and, and have enjoyed his time. And one of the things that I do agree with is that his tenure has kind of like grown sweeter with time you know it's like it's like a wine you know it's like maybe it wasn't necessarily the remember, best when it first came out and when we first saw it but i've said it before I, people told me to skip it just skip it it's not great I, and now what even you i, I you tried it. to watch it at, at first and it didn't work the first time right like you yeah, watched the, one the, episode, the whole show know. didn't work the first i know time. <laughs> i know but but that's that's something you know like i said with time it, yeah. it grew better for you so I think that just like like with anything else, like it's all about like giving it the chance. And hey, he had some issues. He had some production stuff like that. We can't take that away. It happens. It, the show itself suffers because of that. And you can tell, you know, it's not like they had everything in place. You know, mm -hmm. they clearly were figuring it out as they went along because they weren't sure if they were going to get picked up. They weren't sure if it was going to be like a success. But it happened and here we are, you know, still talking about it. So um, I just think he 
he did what he could do with what was given to him. It was sad that we didn't get more, but I still love it. And I still think he did a great job. And without the ninth doctor, we wouldn't be here talking about the 15th, you know? Yep. True. Yeah, no, I, I love him. I love Eccleston. I wish he had, we had more, but Hey, it is what And it is. did you start his comic series? I know you had told me you I were read, looking for it. or I think I read the first um, volume or couple of issues. Are they good? Are they? Yeah, they were fun. Just yeah. Doctor Adventures. So and then that's the, and that's the good thing. It's like there's, a, there's always more. Not yeah. only can you go back and watch Eccleston, but you can read the comic books. I think there's a few books that are also with the Ninth Doctor. And I think that the whole audio drama things that are coming back up, like... It's isn't Eccleston in, doing. Isn't he in Time Lord Victorious? He is in Time Lord yeah. Victorious. Okay. So, Tony, I think that's it. I think we can wrap it up. So, yeah, this is our series. Looking back at each Doctor. Next week, we'll be talking about the 10th Doctor. The 10th Doctor. All those adventures. So. Christopher Tennant. Christopher Tennant. Um, so, Tony, before we go, um, yes. you can check us out over on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast, the links are down below. You can follow Tony over at CollectTony52, and you can follow me on whatever the link down below is, because I'm not going to pronounce that. Um, and yeah, just follow the show, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, threads. The links are also down below. And yeah, um, Tony, take us out. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us again in the Batwolf broadcast. We will see you again next week when we come back to talk about the 10th Doctor and his time. And with that, Geronimo. Geronimo! Geronimo!